educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard the Tuesday edition. I'm delighted that you chose to tune us in. It is 5.08 on Tuesday, February 27th. Hey, thoughts and prayers for anybody that didn't believe or hear the weather report today. If you rode your bike to, to work or uh, didn't wear a coat, my goodness, it's uh, it's brutal out there. But hey. That's why we live in Nebraska for the variety. Uh, coming up in just a moment, we'll visit with the commish, Mr. Sean Flowerday, chair of your Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Uh, but before that, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Oh, thank you for the sympathy. Uh, it was a brutal trip to my dumpster earlier today <laughs> to take out some trash. I was dressed comfortably around my apartment in gym shorts, put on a pair of flip-flops to go take it out, and I said, oh, yeah, today's the cold day. <laughs> I, I've put on layers all day long. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, yes. Hey, this this is this may not be what you normally hear on AM talk radio around the country. We don't do a lot of shouting, not a lot of grandstanding. We like to build up instead of tear down. So uh, so buckle in. Let's do some of that, shall we? Well, Mr. Sean Flowerday, uh, welcome back to the studio. Good to see your smiling face. Thanks for having me back, Dan. Absolutely. Nothing says entertainment like your uh, monthly county update, right? <laughs> I mean, I know I know the listeners call call in for it. They want to know. They're, they're eager. I get it. They're lined up. Right, uh, right. But, but hey, uh, speaking of, well, I haven't spoken yet of uh, social media. I'll remind our listeners that uh, you know you can always follow us along on social media but i noticed on your social media because i was uh getting ready for the show this afternoon that you're a billy idol fan i am, I am. <laughs> you're excited I, about I'm, the I'm, I'm a live music fan in general yeah i've seen billy idol one time before actually when he played lincoln with def leppard i couldn't tell you when that was would that have been uh 2008 at, something like that was that uh at pershing no no oh was that it was early, early Pinnacle Bank. Okay, well, it couldn't have been 2008 then. So no, that was too early. So it was at Pinnacle. Yeah, it was at. Pinnacle. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe uh, had been here before and played uh, the old stadium. <laughs> played. Uh, oh, sure, sure. Uh, no, I'm sure he has. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, some great stuff coming up uh, out there. And Tim Savoy, boy, he's doing a great job there at Pinnacle and uh, and, and and the uh, park. So, uh, Pioneers Park. Uh, Pinewood Bowl. That's right. the name I was right. looking for. Anyways, great thing. Well, let's dive into this. I know we got a lot to, to cover, Sean, and I appreciate you coming in. Give us uh, your monthly update from the the county board. Uh, Assemble Lincoln, uh, the convention center. Boy, I was just telling somebody the other day, uh, oh, somebody asking me uh, about an event and where they should have it. They weren't real familiar with Lincoln, and we're ticking off some of the places. And I said, well, that sounds like it would be perfect for our future convention center. So right. we're chugging along, and right. you're a big part of that, and I appreciate I've your been, leadership on that. I've been trying. I've been trying. So, yeah, no. We're, so Assemble Lincoln is the, uh, you know, for, for folks that haven't been following along that closely, it's the uh, committee that is, it's a standing committee of Lancaster County. It's comprised of um, of myself, State Senator Elliot Bostar, State Senator Bo Ballard, State Senator Carolyn Bosin, State Senator uh, Anna Wishart, uh, Deb Shore, uh, who's the district director for uh, Mike Flood's office, uh, Representative Flood, and uh, then Rich Herring, representing the local business community, and Lynn Rex from the League of Municipalities, along with uh, the governor's um, 
Director of Policy Research Office, Kenny Zoller. So that's the team uh, on Assemble Lincoln. We've been working together now for uh, about four or five months. Uh, yeah, five months mm-hmm. now, I think. Yeah. Um, and we've been keeping the momentum going. Um, so we're, we're, we're in the process right now. RFPs are out for both site and design, so site and, our, and an architect team. Um, they both should be coming back here at the end of the week. And then really the real work of the committee starts where we sit down to first establish scoring criteria, weight that criteria, and going through and evaluating all the different responses that we got to the RFPs, in particular for the site RFPs, going through and figuring out what sites have the best, you know, have the best infrastructure around them, what sites are going to be best for the community, and just what plugs into what plugs into our community best for, for, for a convention center. And, and you had an open house uh, we did. the other day. We did. Yep. No, it was great. It was super well attended. We had 75 plus people there. Yeah, that's not uh, nothing for, for, for community. A, for yeah. a community open house like that, that, that's very good. That was less than Lincoln Water had. It was less than the Lancaster County Broadband open houses had. So, no, I was, I was very impressed. Clearly, the community interest is there. People were really positive. They all, they all pretty much agreed that, that, this was a thing that we wanted in the community, that it was good for us long term, and that it would you know, bring more business and generate more economic development for, for, for Lincoln and Lancaster County. Well, and remind our listeners uh, of, just to back up a little bit, uh, the turn back tax that uh, our uh, legislative delegation, Lincoln legislative delegation, helped get passed uh, in the last session uh, that will help with funding. Right, right. So uh, the turn back tax takes what would be the state sales tax within the area around a, a project like the, like a convention center or a sports arena, something that, that qualifies for turnbacks tax dollars, and within a halo around that, sends it to the project rather than to state coffers. People, um, the, you know, the, the taxpayer walking down the street going shopping doesn't feel the difference. It's right. not a new tax. You're still there's paying no, that tax. It, it's just where it's going. There's no additional tax, absolutely. So there's no increase at all to the experience of the taxpayer in, in that halo. But the tax that's collected on, w- within that area then goes to the project to help support that up. Um, the You know, so and then. What that means when when you have a turn back tax application, it means that it needs to be a public entity that operates the fil- the facilities. Okay. That's that's where Lancaster County comes in. We've agreed to be the public entity that operates that facility, which really makes a lot of sense because we Lancaster County uh, manages the lodging tax dollars, man- manages sure. the tourism dollars for the community. Yep. So we oversee that. Th- this project would bolster those dollars, and then hopefully we can use those to reinvest into the project and reinvest in the community. So how is that <clears throat> formula different than what we use for Pinnacle Bank Arena? It's not entirely. Um, Pinnacle Bank Arena does does have its own turn back, but that, but then there was an additional sales tax on top of that for that area. Got and it. So and so that's a fundamentally different structure. Um, and then a JPA was created to manage. Correct. Yeah. 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 So so this will be managed uh, by by Assemble Lancaster Lincoln. County. Well, it, it, by Assemble Lincoln on behalf of Lancaster County. Got it. Lancaster County is the is the sort of the conduit, the entity by which the 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 money will will pass through and will partner with it. And Lancaster County controls the uh, the tourism investment dollars, which then will be used to help support the convention center. Yeah, yeah. And Any- the convention center will grow those dollars in turn. You bet. So. Um, any uh, anything that you didn't expect from the open house comments? I mean, what are people interested? I assume location is probably the number one uh, interest from people. Location and parking. 
Yeah. I mean, which I, I can't tell you that's unexpected, but it's certainly what we heard the most of. Um, location and parking, people want to make sure that the infrastructure is there around it so that we have we have the, the parking available and we can, you know, people can get in and out easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's uh, and how can people find out more about AssembleLincoln? AssembleLincoln.com. We've got the, 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 that's the easiest. You can go up there and, and see, see the, the RFP uh, for both design and architect, get a briefing on the project, take a look at sort of the timeline of where we've been at. And yeah, generally, and there's also contact information there for the Assemble Lincoln staff if anyone has any questions. Cool, cool. Uh, before we go to break, we'll, we may get a short time here. I've got a couple minutes, Sean, but uh, taxes is always the always. perennial topic. Uh, anytime uh, we get some elected officials together, right. Right. <laughs> and I know you and your day job, uh, in addition to serving on the county board, you work over at the legislature. So right. uh, give us give us some updates on property and uh, inheritance taxes, right. maybe right. from the county's perspective. Sure. So the big, I mean, you know, the big thing this year that everyone's talking about is the property tax package. The governor's talked about about you know, doing a big shift of property taxes over to sales tax, um, and one of the things that's being discussed in this is is hard caps on property taxes. That in and of itself could be a challenge for communities, and I think we'll talk about that more when we come back after yeah. the break. But a loss of counties really only have two sources of revenue: inheritance tax and rev and and property tax. And in Lancaster County, we only use the we, the only thing we do with inheritance tax is we drop it directly into the general fund of the county budget in order to buy down property tax. For us, it ends up being about two cents on the levy for uh, an equivalent property tax. So we're able to to give a, you know, a, a two cent reduction in property taxes because of the inheritance tax we put in there. Right now, the legislature is spending their mornings this week discussing inheritance tax. And if, if they do take that away, that will end up meaning an in, either a decrease in services or an increase in property taxes. I, I assume uh, inheritance tax is one of the challenge, I assume, is it's not reliable. Right. I mean, it, it fluctuates from year to year and it, and you have some limitations on uh, on where you where you put those dollars. Right? Sure. Sure. There is definitely some fluctuation in it. I mean, in a community of our size, you're able to to count on it pretty well. OK. OK. Um, hey, come on back. We're going to talk some more taxes with uh, the commish. Mr. Sean Flowerday, chair of your Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Come on back after these messages. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Thanks for sticking around. Appreciate it very much, as always. Uh, just to remind you, uh, we'd love to have you follow us on the X and the Facebook. You can find out who our guests are ahead of time and keep the conversation going. We'd love to do that after hours. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up uh, at, in just a little bit at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll be joined by uh, supporters of keeping Woods Park uh, less pavement and more green. Uh, we'll discuss the proposed uh, tennis expansion at Woods Park with some uh, folks who have some opinion on that. So stay tuned for that. But we're back with uh, Sean Flowerday, chair of Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And we're talking about the exciting topic of death and taxes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Inheritance tax, property tax. It's everyone's favorites, yep, right? Yep. Right. So, uh, so property taxes. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of talk, as always, yep. 
race uh, in the legislature. And there's no the, there's no question. The number one issue in the legislature this year is property taxes. And that's I mean, if 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 a county uh, you know a county board member goes knocking door to door, that's what they're going to hear by far the most. It's 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 what's on Nebraskans mind. And it's very, very clear. We have to do something on property taxes. I would never say otherwise. I think we really, really it's clear we need real reform there, um, you know, for cities and counties to be able to run and operate safely, though, and be able to fulfill our, you know, uh, the, the duties that we have to our constituents. There are a few things that we would need in any property tax package. Um, I would tell you the first thing. So there was a letter that came out on February 7th to the Revenue Committee, to the legislature at large, to the governor, and I think just generally out to the people, the, the public at large, that was signed by um, Mayor Gaylord Baird, Mayor Stothard of Omaha, all of the mayors of the United Cities of Sarpy County, uh-huh. and the county board chairs, myself, uh, and, and the, the county board chairs of Douglas and Sarpy County as well. And it basically stated that Nebraska's largest cities and counties urge support for property tax exemptions to public safety, community growth, and a consumer price index increases. Okay. Um, basically, we don't we don't think our communities should be punished for the growth they're experiencing. All, Sarpy, Lancaster, Douglas have all been growing by leaps and bounds. They've all been really experiencing. We need exceptions for growth. We need exceptions for increases in the consumer price index. No, you know, county government is not is not at fault for the inflation we experienced yeah. this last year. Yeah. And the last thing that I would tell you, and this is this is what's really, really fundamental to, I think, Lancaster County's opinion here is we need, and, and the county board's unanimous in this, that we, we voted unanimous support for this position, we need property tax exemptions for public safety. So for the sheriff's office, for corrections, um, for police, for fire, that's that, you know, public safety is a foundational service of government, and we can't be in a place where, where property tax controls, whatever they look like, are keeping us from being able to put police on the roads or put firefighters out there protecting our community and helping people. And so we, we have to have some type of public safety exemption to make that, to make a, a you know, property cap property tax controls work so those uh county board leaders uh that's in 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 these proposals and there's numerous proposals before the legislature whatever they do with those right protect those areas right. that's what right. you're saying right and that was and that was really really the message of that letter um and you know it, it that letter those those communities that represents 56 percent of the state of nebraska i mean that's not a small thing yeah um that's that's a lot of the voting public. That's a lot of the tax revenue that comes into the state. These are the elected officials that have been that have been set forth to represent those people, and they spoke with one voice to say we need we need public safety exemptions, we need uh, exemptions for growth and CPI. So again, I know we're kind of mixing uh, your jobs here, your day job and your 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 job with the county board, but. but- I mean, it was it was it was Lancaster County Board voted unanimous support for this, so it's it's clear that every, all the representatives from Lancaster County want this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so the governor has some bold proposals. Uh, there's been quite a bit of pushback on those. Uh, his tax packages with the property tax relief. Uh, kind of give our listeners a, uh, an overview of where some of those efforts stand. That's a big question. Yeah, isn't that's it? a huge question. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I mean, we don't we don't know yet, right? I mean, fun, fundamentally, the revenue committee is still there. There are more hearings this week, still. so those are still in committee. They're still okay. Gotcha. It, it, the, the property tax packages are still very much being worked on, and um, so we're and, halfway through the session, right? 
Right. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, and, that, and that's why, you know, and, and I think I think there is a determination in the legislature to try to do something. I think that seems clear. But fundamentally, it is it is it as those packages come forward. This letter was to address whatever they look like. We need something that allows the, the that keeps us from from impacting our public safety services. We need to be able to deliver police fire corrections for the community. Those have to be protected. Those, yeah, are, those fun, are basic. They're foundational. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and and. You know, uh, it's hard to find consensus. Uh, it looks to me like it's going to be hard to find some consensus on these efforts because then you got this, I'll just say it, this crazy epic proposal that uh, would just really upend. We'd right. raise our uh, sales tax the highest in the region. Right. Right, uh, under right, that proposal, right. and you'd create a weird secondary market of the, that wouldn't be taxed at all, and it would be it, yeah. Um, so that's an effort by some people that's trying to get that on the ballot right. so we can vote on it. Right. But uh, right. that doesn't sound like for once, for once of... Epic is is I don't believe that there's a legislative proposal for Epic. I think I think the primary focus is just on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, any other county board uh, priorities uh, in the legislature that you're watching? Lancaster County's number one legislative priority this year is LB 1217. It's the uh, big affordable housing package oh, that Lancaster sure. County has yeah. worked. We've worked with, with the development community. We've worked with local nursing homes and assisted living facilities yeah. to do it. We've worked with NeighborWorks, and we've worked with um, uh, it, 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 Habitat for Humanity to all build this package to try to address rent-restricted housing yes. on a number of fronts. And that absolutely, I think, is it's, it's, it's Lancaster County's top priority, and it's, it's, it's a must-pass for us. Whose bill is that, do you that, recall? That's Senator Bostar as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and you've had a hearing? Yeah, yeah, and okay. it went, and it was extremely, extremely good. No, no opposition testimony. Um, I think very well received. The development community came out in droves to say we need this change. We need these, these, these tax adjustments to be able to continue operating. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of a crisis, right? It's absolutely I mean, a crisis. Yeah. It's absolutely a crisis. Yeah. So no, the re the big rent restricted package is is foundational to our goals in this community and really across the state. Um, so I would tell you that's the, that's number one. We also uh, we brought a bill forward to uh to expand county veterans aid to everyone who served all veterans who served and were discharged who who, who live in lancaster county meet, meet the residency requirements and were discharged honorably or in a or in a or received a general discharge in honorable standing um so basically it would it would take out right now county veterans services can only go to veterans that have served in specific war periods okay. and so this would open it up to anyone regardless of the time of their service nice. um if they served in good standing they qualify as a veteran and we thought we thought that was the right thing to do we worked with lincoln county and sioux county to try to move that forward um so that's one of them um senator ballard beltway ballard yep, um, has beltway been, ballard. Has been like pushing <laughs> has been pushing the east beltway and we keep we, we keep we keep working with him to try to find additional funding for that he also brought forward a, another bill for us to uh try to allocate some funding for uh rural firefighter radios so rural radios for volunteer fire departments and so i would say those are kind of our four big projects is the radio systems for the firefighters the beltway rent restricted and then county veterans aid yeah very good um some changes on the county board possibly there's some of your colleagues that are up for uh, uh election or election this right. coming year so you're not one of those right nope <laughs> nope you got me two more years whether yep. you know like it or not right, right. i think we like it well we're trying so. <laughs> well uh sean i i deeply appreciate it. i know you're a busy person and i appreciate you coming in the studio it's always best to be face to face i like that a lot and uh, appreciate your leadership appreciate your work thanks for having me always happy to be back the commission 
Mr. Sean Flowerday, chair of your Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Uh, hey, hang on through the news break here. We'll come back and talk a little bit about Woods Park. Uh, some folks uh, who'd like to see more green and less cement. So come on back after these uh, this news here on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for uh, sticking around. Hope you're staying warm. My goodness. I mentioned earlier, uh, thoughts and prayers for anybody that didn't believe the weather forecast today. It's uh, it's taking a turn for the worse. But hey, you know, looking at the forecast, we're back uh, in fake spring come weekend. So anyway, my thanks to the commish, Mr. Sean Flowerday, chair of Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, for our monthly chat of everything that's going on and the county board. Uh, as you could tell from that conversation with Sean, it's such an important uh, public entity for us as taxpayers because uh, uh, they do a lot. So anyway, I always appreciate hearing from the county board. And remember, if you miss anything, you can always find us uh, on your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like, uh, or just go to KLAN.com and uh, scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and find what you're looking for. Uh, well, before I introduce our guests here in the second half, I, I want to uh, mention, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, uh, I attended uh, Civic Nebraska's AI, Artificial Intelligence, uh, Democracy Summit uh, last Saturday. And so tomorrow, uh, I was so, uh, it, it, I don't want to say shocked, but certainly uh, interested in that forum uh, that Civic Nebraska put on about uh, this up-and-coming artificial intelligence and how it's going to uh, cause us uh, in this political season to really pay attention. So anyway, uh, uh, one of the presenters at the summit, Matt Waite, who is a UNL journalism professor, is going to join us, uh, and a veteran UNL journalism professor uh, and Nebraska Broadcaster Association Hall of Famer, Mr. Rick Alloway, uh, the golden tones of Mr. Rick Alloway. Uh, are going to join us tomorrow, so uh, tune in for that. You'll be interested in this uh, this technology of artificial intelligence and how it's um, really got a lot of people concerned. So anyway, tune in for that. Well, um, I wanted to talk about this issue because I know it's getting a lot of play in the newsroom uh, in the city, uh, and that is uh, the proposed expansion of uh, tennis facilities in the beloved Woods Park. And so a couple of neighbors, uh, friends of the Woods Park, are joining me here in the studio, uh, Heidi Ewing uh, and Tim Brooks. 
uh, folks, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show, your inaugural visit. Yes, thanks for yeah, having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. I have some uh, swag uh, to give you later, a little sticker that I give all of our uh, first-time guests. So my way of thanking you for doing this. So let's dive into this. Uh, the news today that I read is the city is launching an online survey uh, just yesterday on how people use Woods Park and what they think of a proposal by the Friends of Woods Tennis to expand its tennis facilities uh, at 33rd and J. And so I know you guys have been following this closely and you're passionate, you're neighbors to Woods Park. So let's dive into this conversation. Sure. Uh, Tim, you want to start? Well, Dan, thanks for having us again. Um, I'm a lifelong Lincolnite. I grew up using Woods Park. I grew up in Northeast Lincoln, but, you know, we'd come over here for swimming and, and, and baseball. And I had a younger brother who played soccer on the fields. Of course, that was in the day before YMCA chose to move uh, and build their own, which is, you know, part of the broad issue in play here is how does a public park and how do we, um, how do we maximize the use of a public park for everybody? Um, and in, in that situation, I think, you know, YMCA realized they were kind of hemmed in and there wouldn't be a big enough space at Woods Park for them to... Didn't take long to figure that out. Right, and, 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 and wiser heads at City Hall prevailed and, and thought that this isn't the place to expand. And so that's kind of the mindset that I come from. Yeah. Heidi, uh, what's your perspective on this? Well, I've lived in the Woods Park neighborhood, which shares the park's name for almost 20 years. Okay. And really was surprised by that park is an asset to the community when I moved into that neighborhood. I wasn't that familiar with the park until I moved nearby it and was a bit surprised really at how large it is for being right in the middle of the It's kind of, of deceptive, city. isn't it? It is. Yeah. Once yeah. you get into it, you realize this is a really large green space. You know, it's sort of, I think of it sort of as Lincoln's Central Park. Yeah. You know, it's surrounded by buildings tightly around the all the city has grown sides, up around it. That's right. right. And there are some facilities that take up some space in the park, but for the for the most part it is a green space. And that was really the intent of the park when it was developed, I believe, in the 50s. Um, it was originally known as Rogers Tract and then became Woods Park okay. um, as the neighborhood um, developed. And uh, the city de- you know, was deciding what to do with a space that had been given to it for uh, public use. And so there's a long history of developments being proposed in that space anywhere from you know the Pershing Center to a hospital yeah. you know large oh, really? facilities Back that, in, yeah I didn't really? know this I mean having grown up in Lincoln I did not know this until recent years but back in the early 50s um, when they were trying to figure out what to do with they, the city wanted to have a municipal auditorium huh. and there was a big debate about putting that auditorium in Woods Park I'll be darned I had no idea um, and then a few years after that they wanted to build a 10,000-seat football stadium. And both of those ideas were floated, they were debated, they were talked about. Ultimately, calmer heads prevailed, and they decided this is not the place because this is meant to be a park with open green space and stuff like that. So Pershing Auditorium was built downtown, and of course, in the early 60s, Seacrest Field out at uh, 74th and A. And so... um, this, to me, is a long history of people in our community putting their heads together and for the good of the, everyone in the community, realizing, um, you know, that Woods Park has a special place. Like, uh, 
like Heidi says, it's kind of Lincoln Central Park. Let's treat it that way. So uh, help us understand when the tennis facilities uh, began in that park and, and kind of that history, if you could, one of you. My understanding is the first set of courts was built in in and around the time that the pool was put in back in the oh, wow. early to mid-60s. Wow. It was only three courts initially. Um, at various times down through the next 20 years or so, another three courts were added. Um, I remember when I was in high school, um, there were, I believe, 12 courts at that time. Um, and that was, I was graduating high school. I was in high school during about the time that they put the bubbles up. And I know that I remember there being a lot of debate about, yes. you know, whether or not that was a good idea to put the bubbles up. Yes, and, I remember that. Stuff. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But, we should explain for people who don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> the bubbles is sort of what we the, the, the shorthand for what we called them, but because the tennis center wanted to cover some courts so there could be um, Year play during, indoor, yeah, yeah, indoor facilities, seasons, right. Um, they were cloth covers that um, sort of glowed green at night, which yeah. I, I was a little fond of, actually. They're very strange-looking um, structures. But they were cloth, and the uh, agreement was uh, with the neighborhood that when they were erected to cover the courts, that they would be brought down um, after the winter months so they wouldn't obstruct views during the heavy-use months of the... Winter. And that idea with the neighbors, uh, you know, that was pitched as, we will take these down during the the summer months, spring through fall kind of thing. And they did that the very first year after they erected the, the bubble, uh, the one bubble at the time. And uh, they realized it was either too expensive or it was too inconvenient or whatnot, and so they kept it up year-round. And okay. then they added another one a few years later. And every one of those times, it it ultimately has become sort of like a broken promises and broken trust situation where um, Parks and Rec or city people have sort of um, given overtures about what will be done there and then renege on those things a short time later. Well, and, and to, to be fair... Um well, not fair, but to sure. be more informative, I guess, uh, uh, tennis has become a very, very popular sport in this city. And there's a lot of passionate people and a lot of money, and, and people want this sport. And so for whatever reasons, historically, right. uh, this has kind of become ground central for the tennis movement in right. our city. And so now, but they just, as you have started to detail, um I can understand why uh, the neighbors and, and people who want that green space are concerned because apparently there, there's a, quite a history of continuing to expand uh, into the green space. Yeah, just an ever, uh, ever evolving and changing and chipping away at um, what we all think of as traditional park space. Mm-hmm. Um, by the tennis facilities. And and I think Heidi would be agree with this, is that every time we've had meetings with Parks and Rec people, or the mediators that we've been meeting with, everybody on our side, if you want to look at it the way, yeah. has said, we like tennis. We're, we're not opposed to the idea of tennis. Many of us grew up playing on those courts or playing on yeah. other Lincoln courts. So it's not that we're opposed to tennis per se. It's just, is this the right time and place to expand once again at Woods Park? That's the discussion that we really feel passionate about. So for our listeners who are maybe not familiar with this new proposal, maybe just give us a little overview. 
Yeah, so to be clear, Woods Park is the, the park that you see when you're driving down O Street, leaving downtown. It's on the south side of O um, at the 33rd and O intersection. And so from O Street, you see mostly green space and trees. But if you turn south on 33rd, the south end of the park is what has the Woods Pool and the Woods Tennis Center. Um, right now, that compri is comprised of two um, outdoor buildings and several outdoor courts. And all those in total are 18 um, tennis courts currently. They're trying to get to 25. Oh, wow. So we're talking about a, a large increase, which again, is more than what they asked for the last time. Um, and so with, with each further discussion about this, they're, they're wanting additional courts, additional space, larger buildings, and the neighborhood's um, understanding of the last um, development was that after those bubbles would come down, which we supported, you know, those were long overdue, they right. weren't in yep. good shape, um, the tennis center really wanted permanent buildings. And so we were sympathetic to that. They had the support of the neighborhood associations surrounding the park to build replacement buildings to take the space of the bubbles. Because it wasn't taking up any additional space, it was just replacing the space that well, was that's already we told, there. Right? That was our yeah. understanding. Yeah. Right. And what we got right. was um, larger buildings in different locations than what we had agreed to that looked different from what they had been portrayed as. Okay. And, and when, so, I'm sorry, when was this? When this was would have been six think, years ago? Uh, I think it was in the 2014 to 2016 okay. time frame. Okay. I think that's when the plan was proposed. Yeah, and, and then, then the buildings, I think, were put up by about 2017. So. Okay, got but it. I think lots of people who then, you know, as we saw them being erected, we were like, that kind of looks like a warehouse in the middle of our park. Hmm. And, you know, it had been presented as a development that was sympathetic to the neighborhood surrounding it, which is a historic district. We've got the Bungalow Historic District south of the park, the historic um, Lincoln, uh, East Lincoln neighborhood right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to keep this conversation going. We need to take this little break to pay some bills. So let's come back uh, with Heidi Ewing and Tim Brocks and continue this conversation about Woods Park. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, it's not like you're out doing any yard work this afternoon, I guarantee you that. Um, uh, we are uh, visiting with Heidi Ewing and Tim Brox. They represent uh, some neighborhood groups, uh, uh, the Woods Park Keep It Green effort, uh, but basically they are concerned citizens about what's the future, current and future use of the beloved uh, Woods Park. As, as Tim said, it's, uh, it's our central park uh, in the middle of our city and has a long history. I tell you what, I remember as a kid going to the pool, and of course that's when everybody, if you were a certain age, that you'd go off the third tower. Go off the third tower <laughs> if you had the uh, uh, the the, the bra if you were brave enough to do that. So anyway, all of, a lot of us that grew up in around Lincoln uh, have fond memories of this park. And uh, so anyway, we're talking about this proposal uh, to expand uh, the tennis facilities in Woods Park and and trying to balance that with. Uh, with folks who want to preserve uh, a green space, because you can't grow new you can't grow new space. <laughs> That's exactly right, and as we're becoming more aware of the benefits to the environment for having green yes. space in a populated city yes. full of concrete, we need these trees. We need this grass. Um, it's got mental health benefits for the people who use it. Um, our wildlife in Lincoln uses it as a, a home base. It's uh, it's got value beyond 
a place for development, and that's what we're trying to protect. Before uh, I forget, and <clears throat> we'll do this hopefully uh, more than once here in the last few minutes we have, but uh, uh, there, there's some meetings coming up uh, for right. people to learn more. That's right. Um, the Parks and Rec Department just released a survey. They're trying to gather um feedback from the entire community about how they foresee a future for, for Woods Park. And so you can find that on the uh, Keep It Green Facebook group. If you go to Facebook and just search for Woods Park, Keep It Green, that's where you can find a real um, good collection of information about the history of the effort to protect this park, including this recent survey. So we'd encourage you all to do that. I believe that's up through March 17th is when they're closing that survey. And in the meantime, the city is And that is a, a sit Parks and Rec survey. That's, that's right. not a... Yeah, just to be clear, that is a citywide survey, not just like uh, from our advocacy. Got right. it. Got it. Right. There are broad questions beyond tennis. You know, right. how do you foresee the future of the park for a variety sure. of purposes? So, hopefully, we'll we'll get some interesting information from that about um, what people want to see in the park beyond this this current question. And then the Parks Department is also hosting several meetings coming up at um, Woods Park Place, which ironically is a <laughs> another building that encroached into the park recently, the, the health building that has a Parks and Rec Department, and it did not used to be in Woods Park. It used to be a rose garden, and um, now they're hosting meetings that's about right. further encroachment into the park. So there's it's yeah. a little irony there, but yeah. that's where we're meeting at 31st and O. The first meeting is Saturday, March 2nd from 11 to 1. They will be giving a presentation about the Tennis Center uh, proposal, and then people have an opportunity to present a three-minute testimony about their their opinion about it. So the first one, Saturday, March 2nd, from 11 to 1. They're hosting another one on Monday, March 4th, from 5.30 to 7.30. And again, the next night, or the next afternoon, I should say, Tuesday, March 5th, from 11.30 to 1.30. Okay. So, so if you want to weigh in on that, yeah. um, if you go to our Facebook page, I think you can learn a lot about um, the proposal and the neighborhood's response. Have you seen the survey? Either of you seen yeah. the survey? Yes. Okay. I took it yesterday. Yes. Okay, okay. And it gives ample opportunity to, to give your opinion and... Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it short. Does. It took, I don't know, 10 minutes for me to do it, yeah, I think. Yeah, so I'd encourage yes. people to do that. Yeah. Even if you haven't been to Woods Park in years, right. uh, I drive by it all the time. But, uh, you yeah, know, I went to the pool there or within the last few years with some friends. But anyway, yes, uh, I encourage our listeners to do that. It's important. And so so what's next? I mean, what uh, you, there was some efforts at uh, getting uh, everyone together and having conversations uh, some months back. And um, so... It, here again, my theme is lifting up instead of tearing down. I, you know, I, I want, uh, I, I would really love to see us continue to to try to come to some compromise on this. Yeah, I think the the position of the neighborhood is that we've we've been compromising on this part Sounds for like decades, yeah. and yeah. and we're at the point where we're drawing a line in the sand, yeah. and so there's really not room for negotiation from our perspective. Okay. We are holding strong in in support of whatever remains as green space. Um, we can't just keep letting people. Um, chip away at that, and yeah. so we've we've reached a point where people um, have have really had enough and are willing to stand up. And there for are three neighborhood associations next to Woods Park, um, Woods Park Neighborhood Association, Witherby Neighborhood Association, and also Hartley. And all three have come out. Um, they've had their own sort of internal debates about it, discussed it. They've all come out against um, any expansion of the tennis facility, um, and so. Like Heidi said, I think that's we feel like that's the compromise that's been made. Now, uh, the tennis advocates put together a proposal last fall that met with a lot of opposition um, 
from all of us. And so they tweaked that plan and then resubmitted it. And that's the plan that they're currently looking at. So from their perspective and to their credit, they feel like they've made compromises. But when you look at the grand history or the the long history, I should say, of this, I think people that have been longtime um, residents and advocates would say that um, every little bit of compromise has meant less and less park use for things other than tennis. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, and... Yeah, go ahead, Heidi. If I, I saw you looking at your notes, you wanted to make a point. Yeah, I did just want to sort of tell a story of some people yeah. who do live in our neighborhood yeah. and have really been fighting this fight for a long time. There's a couple in their 80s that lives right next to the park and just got wind of this new version of the plan that really um, separates the Woods Park neighborhood from Woods Park proper with hmm. lots of concrete on the south side of the park and, and removing so over 70 established oh trees. It would just be a real dramatic change for the people who, who live there. They got wind of this new plan um, and had some signs printed up and rounded up a bunch of people to stand on the street corner of 33rd and L. I saw them the other day. Oh, yes, yeah. that's, that's who they were. And so the history of these folks is they've lived in the neighborhood their whole lives, circulated a petition in the 80s against the second cloth bubble being no erected. Kidding. And before the internet, submitted a, a petition of 2,500 signatures against that development. Whoa, that's not nothing. And so these folks have been devoting decades of their lives to this hmm. fight. And I just look at them and think, you should be able to enjoy this park without having to hmm. be so vigilant about uh, it. And I'll do the same. I, I hope I'm still in this neighborhood when I'm 85. That's cool. I, I, I'll be standing on that street corner with a sign if I need to be. <laughs> but I'd rather just be able to enjoy it. So um, ultimately, does this... What happens? Uh, does this, the city obviously has sure. the final yeah. say? So, is this a city council? Approved? Yeah. So Woods Park is a little bit different than most of the others because of the original deed that was given oh. by the Rogers family. Um, it has its own master plan that must be approved by the city council. Um, Parks and Rec Advisory Board will make a recommendation, thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, even if they vote thumbs down, I think that the council can still take it up. But okay. ultimately, that's where this is headed as city council. Okay. Heidi Ewing, Tim Brooks, thank you so much for coming in and helping our listeners understand this uh, important issue. Thank Folks, you. Uh, that's the show. We hope uh, you have a wonderful evening. Uh, come back tomorrow. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show tomorrow. Uh, we look forward to talking to you then. And uh, go, in and, go in and fill out that survey uh, for the city uh, about Woods Park. And we'll see you tomorrow. Go do good things.